to Building Stronger Creatives, a fitness podcast for musicians, artists, nerds, and former misfits. I'm a former out-of-shape professional musician turned personal trainer and nutrition coach to hundreds of clients, and I'll give you no-nonsense information about what it really takes to get and stay fit within the context of a creative life. Here, you'll find practical advice on strength and endurance training, sane and simple nutrition, habit building, and time management tools to help you make lifestyle changes that actually stick. Most fitness coaches have no clue what it really means to be a creative, whether you're a professional or a passionate hobbyist. I'm different. I've been where you are, and I share your values. Let me show you how you can use the gym to build a kick-ass creative life. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 52 of Building Stronger Creatives. I'm your host, Caroline Juster, and today I want to talk about what to do when you fall off the wagon. Now, as I see it, there are two different ways to quote unquote fall off the wagon. One is where you might have a bad day or a weekend where you overdo it and you don't eat according to plan or you miss workouts. That's a little more short term. The other way that a lot of people fall off the wagon is more long term. So sometimes this happens because you got injured or you got sick, or maybe there were some life circumstances that demanded a lot of your time and energy, things that are kind of out of your control. Other times it's because the program wasn't appropriate for you or you lost interest or you just stopped being motivated to hit the gym. And I wanna talk about all of these different scenarios today. A lot of times when this happens to us, it can feel like we're a failure. It feels like, man, like I'm lazy, I'm undisciplined, I just don't want it bad enough. And if it happens over and over again, we can start to lose faith in our ability to change. I know all of this because this is something that I struggled with a lot for a long time. I would put a lot of pressure on myself to eat perfectly following some really strict meal plan or diet, which I'm going to talk about later, why that was a mistake. And then when inevitably I would have a slip up, I would just go totally off the rails. I would say, you know what? I already I already screwed up. I'm just going to eat with abandon. I'm going to eat as much as I want, and then I'm going to start over again. And this was really, really destructive for a lot of reasons, and it certainly did not help me achieve my goals. It didn't help me feel good about myself. It created a lot of problems. And I want to share some of my lessons and also some things I've learned from working with clients. A lot of times clients will come to me for the first time or they'll come back after a really long period of not working out or not eating in a way that makes them feel good. So I have a lot of experience both with myself and with working with lots and lots of different creative people to help work through this really common challenge. So before we even get started, I just want to say that if this is happening to you, you know, you're not alone. This is something that nearly everybody struggles with at one point or another. And it doesn't mean that you don't care about yourself. It doesn't mean that you're lazy. It doesn't mean that you will never be able to achieve your goals. Sometimes it just means life got in the way. Other times we need to work on our mindset and other times we really need to be a little more strategic and pragmatic with how we're approaching eating and exercise. So the first thing that I want to share, which is relevant to both falling off the wagon, like short term, you know, having a bad weekend or maybe one week or you miss a few days and having long periods of time where you're not really paying much attention to fitness and nutrition. And that is that we want to, above all else, avoid the all or nothing mindset trap. 
What this looks like is what I described used to happen to me. I would have a couple bad meals or I would quote unquote cheat on my diet or I would eat more than I wanted. I would have some cravings and I would go get that food. And then it was like a switch habit in my mind. And I was like, well, I'm not being perfect. I'm not following my diet exactly. Therefore, I should just be off the diet and I should eat as much of the forbidden foods as I can before going back on the diet. And this is the mindset that really gets people into trouble. I promise you that no matter how devastated you feel or how bad you feel, if you have a weekend where you miss a bunch of workouts and eat like crap, or you go on vacation and you don't work out, you know, you don't eat a lot of healthy food, like whatever the situation might be, that instance is way less damaging than you think it is. What's actually damaging is going on a binge or a bender or doing something that really extends the slip up because, well, I already made one little slip up, so I might as well go all in. That is what really causes problems, what really sets you back. It's not that you went out to eat too many times one weekend. It's not that you missed a couple days of training or a week of training. It's not that, you know, you ate over your calorie limit for a few days. It's that you say, well, I'm going to keep going. And a lot of times when we say that, we then go really overboard. So maybe this quote unquote slip up. I know I keep saying quote unquote, but a lot of these are like mental concepts that we come up with. Like they're not as bad as we think they are. So that's that's kind of why I keep saying that. But, you know, a lot of times the, the thing that was the actual slip up is not really that bad. But the subsequent binge, the subsequent two months off of training, the long uh, descent into unhealthy eating habits or doing things that really make you feel shitty, that's what creates problems. So this isn't like a switch that we can just turn off. I do think that it's a process. And the process begins with noticing and naming. So we want to recognize and begin to identify when these stories start to come up. So if you have a meal or you eat in a way that doesn't make you feel great, Listen, pay attention to your brain when it's saying, oh, well, you might as well now go get ice cream or you might as well go keep drinking or, you know, you can just start a new training program in a couple of weeks. Notice that voice that's telling you to keep going, to go overboard, that you blew it and so you might as well do whatever you want and just identify it. Begin to hear it. A lot of times these things happen subconsciously. I know that when I was working to battle my binge eating, uh, a coach of mine suggested that I keep a journal about triggers. And at first I was not (laughs) excited about doing this. And I was like, well, I already know why I binge. But the reality was that there was so much stuff happening outside my conscious awareness. And until I started to try to pay attention, to write things down, to track my thoughts and my triggers, I really didn't know everything that was going on. I mean, you, you live in your head all the time and you might have a, an inner voice that's saying a lot of things and because it's so ever present or it's been in your life for so long, you're not really able to clearly identify like, oh, this isn't 100% true. This is something that my brain's telling me and I can choose to listen to it, to hear it, but not act on it. So the first step is just trying to be more aware trying to notice when that voice or that feeling or that craving urge to keep going because you already blew it when those things arise. You might still act on them at first. Like I said, the first step is just to create some awareness to say, oh, I notice I'm doing this thing again, or I notice that I'm hearing this or I'm feeling or thinking this. Eventually, what we want to do is to practice not always 
listening to that voice or not taking action on what it says. Or, I mean, if you want an intermediary step, one thing you could do is you could notice the voice and then you could intentionally create some space between noticing and acting. So instead of immediately continuing to eat or, you know, taking some sort of destructive action right away, hearing the voice, the urge, the craving that tells you to do that, and then saying, okay, I'm going to like wait for 20 minutes and I'm going to do something else. I'm going to distract myself. Maybe I'll set a timer so that when 20 minutes is up, I can revisit. And then if you still want to do the thing, you know, at least you started creating some space. So you're not just instantly acting on these urges. Ultimately, what we want to do is to hear the voice and not listen to it. Just because you think or feel something doesn't mean that it's objectively true. Okay, so if your brain says, you know, your diet's over, you ruined it, you might as well do X, Y, Z, you can say, okay, like I hear that, but I know that that's not true. Really, when we act in this way, it's like, imagine if you had a flat tire and then you went and slashed intentionally your other three tires. It doesn't make sense. What you should do is just fix the flat tire and move on. You don't have to say, well, you know, now I just can't drive, so I might as well slash all my other tires. That's basically what we're doing when we have a bad day, we miss some workouts, we eat more than we intended, and then we just go way overboard. So just because the voice in your head tells you like everything is ruined doesn't mean that it's true. It's almost never true. I would almost say it's, it is never true, but I don't like to make totally absolute statements. So, you know, maybe there is some extreme instance where it's true, but I can pretty much guarantee that that doesn't apply to you if you're listening to this podcast. So we hear the voice, you know, and we don't have to do what it says. Like I will still, I've, I've spent a lot of time working on this and this used to be a huge issue for me. And eventually I realized that what I was doing just didn't make sense because I would have a meal out or whatever and I'd be fine, but I'd feel guilty or I'd feel embarrassed or ashamed about it. And then like whatever I would do after, which was usually eating a lot more food, would make me feel a million times worse, worse physically, worse mentally. And it took me a long time to learn this lesson, but eventually I realized like, you know what, it's better to just be a little more flexible. Again, I'm going to talk about this in a second and not have these insane food rules or put all this pressure on myself so that when I do want to go out to eat or I want to have a drink or have a candy bar or a cookie or something, it doesn't mean that then I need to go punish myself with extra food so that I feel even worse. So no matter what situation you're in, this is really the most important thing to remember. If you feel like you've fallen off the wagon long term, if you have had just one bad weekend or one bad week, we want to really work on identifying this black and white, all or nothing mindset, recognizing that it's not true, like whatever your brain is telling you is not objectively true, and then choosing to act in a different way. I know this is a process. I know that sometimes it feels impossible because that voice in your head is just screaming so loud at you, like this is what used to happen to me. I felt like there was no way that I couldn't listen. I felt compelled, but there is promise. There is hope that you can work through it so that it doesn't have so much power over you. Now, what I want to talk about next is like what happens if you have a bad weekend, whatever. You eat more food, you drink more than you intended, you don't get good sleep, you miss your workouts. In most cases, what I would suggest that you do after this is literally just get right back onto whatever plan you were doing. 
Now, the one exception to this would be if your plan is just way too restrictive, intense, hardcore. I'll talk more about that when I talk about long-term falling off the wagon. But if you're following like a reasonable plan, or maybe you're just trying to make some minor healthy changes to your eating habits, you're trying to be more consistent at the gym, I just want you to pick right back up the next meal, the next day. I don't want you to say, I'm going to wait till Monday, or I'm going to wait till the start of the month. Just the next opportunity that you have to make a choice that's going to make you feel good, you should take advantage of it. So if you eat a huge meal on Saturday instead of then Sunday going for brunch and eating like the greasiest thing on the menu and drinking all afternoon and, you know, eating a bunch of food that makes you feel bad. Maybe Sunday, if you have brunch plans, you pick a healthier choice or maybe you don't go out to eat and you just resume your normal eating on Sunday. You don't need to drag it out until Monday. There's nothing really that special about Monday. Ultimately, it's more important for you to just absorb whatever happened and then move on and not make it a huge deal or descend into further overeating or other behaviors that don't serve you. In terms of training, if you miss a workout, depending on how many workouts are in your weekly program, it might make sense to just do that workout the next time you have a chance to work out. This is especially true if you're only training like two or three days a week. Let's say you miss your Friday workout and your next time to work out is on Monday. Just do the Friday workout on Monday and then continue with your program as planned. If you have some sort of more frequent program or you're training for a specific event that requires you to do more workouts, it might not be possible, in which case you could skip the next, you could skip that workout and then just move on to the next one. Or if that's an important workout and you have some other workouts that are maybe a little more recovery focused or they're not as important, you could replace that with the missed workout. But you don't need to totally bail on your training program. You don't need to think, oh, well, I'm never going to achieve my goals. You know, your body doesn't really understand a seven-day cycle anyway. As long as you are working through your program more or less consistently and you just pick right back up where you left off, you're going to continue to make progress. The worst thing to do is to let yourself slip into a really extended period of not training where you know, you become extremely inconsistent and maybe weeks go by without working out or months go by because at that point, then you've transitioned into a longer period of falling off, in which case you might need to make some bigger changes or start your program over again. So let's shift gears to talk about what happens when there is a longer period of time where you're not able to train or you're not eating in a way that makes you feel good. This will happen in life. If you have kids, if you're dealing with aging parents, if you're sick, if there's an accident, if there's a stressful period at work, all of these things can make it really difficult to stay consistent with exercise or to make good food choices. So it is important for people to know what to do when they're transitioning back into a period of more physical activity and more attention to their nutrition. So here's what I would not do. I would not feel, you know, beat yourself up, feel really guilty and say, you know what, I'm going to do a really hardcore diet or workout program to like make up for the time that I lost. A lot of times people fall off the wagon in the first place specifically because they're doing something that's way too intense. So I would take some time to consider like, why was I not able to stay consistent? Was it a life event, as I just mentioned, that was really out of my control? Fine. Was it because my 
demands on myself for like how strict I was going to eat or how intensely or how frequently I was going to work out were too high. You know, that's something that we should take as a lesson to learn from. I think that in most cases, it's better to be consistent and stay training and, you know, be less frequent or do less intense workouts, workouts, do workouts that are shorter rather than having long periods of time where you stop working out altogether. And so a lot of times, like if something is just too much, we just won't stick with it. You know, I'm a coach and so I understand how to change training programs for my clients or for myself to modify things. But if you're not a coach and you don't really know, you know, it can be overwhelming to say, okay, I wanted to do this program that's five days a week, but like I can only realistically train two or three days. I don't really know what to do. And so I'm just going to stop and look for something better, you know, and then months go by and you haven't trained. I think it's better, especially if you know that you're a busy person, you tend to have a high stress job, you have family or personal obligations. I think it's better to just do something that's a little less intense, less involved, so that you can stay consistent. So if you have fallen off the wagon with working out because what you were doing before was just too intense and you didn't know how to continue it in the context of your current life, that's important for you to know. And the next time that you start up again, I think you should set the bar a little lower so that you can stay consistent. This isn't giving up. It doesn't mean you can never train hard or do a lot of workouts again. It's more about just keeping you showing up to the gym week after week, at least a few times. And so we don't have these long month or multi-month gaps between training. In terms of diet, it's a similar philosophy. You know, if you are like me in the past and you were trying to follow a diet that's like super hardcore, you've got tons of rules, it's really hard to have a social life, you know, those diets are really hard to stick with. And a lot of times what happens is we create a lot of like neuroses and anxiety around foods like, oh, I can't eat this food. I can't be in this situation. What am I going to do? And that paradoxically leads us often to overeat or to binge. So for most people, I think that having a more flexible approach to eating is a much better way to stay consistent long term. So instead of doing like a really intense diet or telling yourself you're never going to eat sugar, you're never going to eat grains, you know, whatever the thing is that you're trying to remove, focus on making smaller changes. It can be helpful to focus on adding healthy things versus creating do not eat lists. So for example, saying, you know what, I'm going to focus on eating protein with most of my meals, or I'm going to make sure I have at least five fruits and veggies every day or, or something like that. That's a little more motivating. And it doesn't create this like fear around certain foods that if you have them, you know, you're going to die, you're going to get sick, you're going to gain weight. Like all these crazy things, they only compound our food problems and they only make it harder to stick with healthy habits over time. So my suggestion would be have a diet again that's focused on adding positive healthy things. If you have some really obvious places where you're eating a lot of calories or you're doing something that doesn't make you feel good you know maybe you just focus on that. So maybe you're drinking more than you'd like. Maybe you're going to just drink less or just drink on the weekends Maybe you do a lot of snacking and so maybe you're going to just eat as you normally eat, but you're going to reduce snacking or eliminate snacking. You're not trying to overhaul every single thing that you're doing. You're being targeted with the things that you think will really move the needle. In general, I'm not a fan of like these fad diets or intense 
hardcore restrictive diets. They can get dramatic results. There's no doubt about that. But ultimately, a lot of the people that follow these diets end up gaining all the weight back. A lot of times they gain even more, like they're heavier at the end than they were when they started this journey. A lot of times they develop disordered eating habits or like I mentioned, mental hangups, fear, anxiety around food that make it really difficult to eat normally and deal with normal food situations. And they just make it hard to travel and have a social life or eat on the go, which a lot of my creative clients need to do for their jobs and for the way they wanna live. So allow yourself to have some flexibility. Try to avoid blanket food rules, eliminations, things like that. Look for ways to eat a little better if you're trying to lose weight to eat a little bit less and recognize again, like I said in the beginning, that the worst thing you can do is to say, you know what, I'm going to just really go all out with food this weekend and then I'm going to start again on Monday because you can, trust me, easily put away many thousands of calories doing that and that is the worst form of sabotage if you have any type of body change goal or if you're trying to have more energy or feel better in your skin. So, you know, If you're always falling off the wagon with diet or training, there's a good chance that what you're trying to do or follow is just too much. And it doesn't mean that you're lazy or you don't have enough discipline. It just means that you need to find something that's more realistic for your life. Now, let's revisit training again. If you have gone for a really long period of time without training, I don't think that you should just necessarily jump right back into where you left off in your program. And I don't think that you should just try to use the same weights or intensities that you were doing before you had a break. Because a lot of times when we take a break from training, we're really not doing that much and we can become a little deconditioned. We can become, you know, a little weaker. It does take a long time, I will say, to lose strength gains. But if it's been like six months since you've last lifted weights or even longer, uh, you've probably lost some strength from the last time you were in the gym. So... I don't think you should just go right back in and try to lift the weights you were doing before or try to set PRs. It's better to back off and build up again. Also, it might be better for you to either start your training program over again. Again, if it's been like more than a couple of months, if it's only been, you know, a week or so, a couple weeks even, just continue where you were, but maybe be conservative with weights. But it's been longer you probably need to go back to the beginning or you need to start something fresh. Now, I don't love the idea of starting a workout program, doing a little bit of it, falling off for a long time, and then getting a new program and thinking like, this is gonna be the one that I really stick with. So if that's you, uh, you know, that, that approach is not particularly helpful. To get really good results from a training program, you really need to do the whole program. So consider... Spend some time thinking about why you're having this problem and what it is that you're looking for out of your workouts. If you're only looking to be entertained at the gym, you know, find ways to add a little bit of novelty to your program, but totally starting over from scratch all the time is not the answer. We want to have some continuity so we can practice and develop skills and really be able to push ourselves. And then there's a time and a place to add some different exercises to do some fun stuff and change it up. But If you're always hopping from program to program, always taking long gaps, not finishing things, you probably need to get a little bit more comfortable with a little less novelty, I'm not saying get rid of it all, in the service of your long-term fitness goals. So I want to summarize kind of what we talked about today. So a lot of times people will fall off the wagon with nutrition, whether they're trying to lose weight or whether they're trying to just 
make healthier choices and with training. No matter how long you fall off or what the circumstances are, the most important thing that I would say is to avoid this like all or nothing, black and white, I already blew it so I might as well not do anything or I might as well eat all the things mindset. Way more than whatever the incident was, it's this mindset and the actions that follow that create a lot of steps backward or make it really, really difficult for you to achieve your goals and stay motivated. So start to recognize that voice that says, oh, you ate out, so you might as well just keep eating out all weekend. Or, you know, you had one cookie, so you might as well have 15 cookies. Or you didn't work out this week, so you might as well just start a new program next month. That is exactly the kind of thing that we want to avoid. Now, if you just fell off the wagon because you had a bad weekend or a bad week, you missed your workouts because you were really busy or stressed or traveling, or maybe you ate more than you intended, or you ate some foods that you were trying to avoid, like whatever it is, the best thing to do is to just get right back on plan, a reasonable, realistic plan, get back to your next workout, or, you know, figure out a way to rearrange your training, um, return to your regular eating habits at the very next meal or the next day. Don't drag things out. Don't say, I'm going to wait till Monday. Just get back into it and don't stress about it. Now, if you are always falling off the wagon, there is a chance that what you're doing is too intense, maybe too many workouts, not enough recovery. Maybe you're trying to follow like a really hardcore diet that's so different from the way you eat now and makes it really hard to live your life. If that's the case, I suggest, you know, taking your foot off the gas a little, making the focus with training, just staying consistent, even if that means fewer workouts or less intense workouts with nutrition, make sure you're not trying to follow some really hardcore diet, focus on making small positive changes, eat more healthy foods, maybe cut back on some behaviors that you know are problematic or make you feel bad and allow for some flexibility to eat out and travel and enjoy some treats. Now, if your goal is weight loss based, depending on your size and your activity level, you know, you have a little less flexibility, but there's things, there are things that you can do to still not be so rigid and so strict. Because I know from my own experience and from working with many, many clients over the years that the more rigid and strict we are with nutrition, the worse our like fall is going to be when we do have an inevitable slip up. So working on our mindset, working on our relationship with food, even as we're trying to achieve body change goals can make it a lot more likely that we stay the course. And then the last thing that I'll say is like, if you are, if you had a long break from training, don't just jump right back into the same workouts and weights you were doing. So if it's been many months or even years since you worked out, I think it's better to start conservative, use less weight, reduce the complexity, maybe restart your program or start a new program that's appropriate for your goals and your current ability level and time and all that good stuff. And then just build back. Don't be in a hurry to do exactly what you're doing before your long break, because that's a good way to be extremely sore, extremely tired and potentially hurt yourself, which we definitely don't want. So I hope this was helpful. One last reminder, everybody falls off the wagon from time to time. It's totally normal. None of us are perfect. None of us are robots, especially again, if you're listening to this podcast, I know you have a lot of interests outside the gym. You have other stuff going on. Like You're not a professional athlete or bodybuilder. You're not expected to eat perfectly or train perfectly all the time. So it's really important that we give ourselves some grace and we understand that this is just part of the process. And the best thing that we can do is, again, treat ourselves with respect, 
don't try to pressure ourselves or punish ourselves with something that's really hardcore or intense and then just get back into something as soon as you possibly can. I hope this was helpful and encouraging. As I mentioned, this is something that I used to struggle with like constantly every single weekend. So I know how hard it can be and how frustrating it can be, but there's absolutely hope for change. As always, if you want to talk more about this episode or if you're interested in working with me, I do have openings for online clients. You can send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is my name at Caroline Juster. Or you can visit my website, carolinejusterfitness.com. And if you click on the tab that says online training, there'll be a form that you can use to apply directly to work with me. Also, if you have any requests for future episodes or guests you'd like me to interview, uh, slide into my DMs. I always respond and I love hearing from people who listen to the show. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Building Stronger Creatives. If something you heard resonated with you, I would love for you to share this episode with someone else who might enjoy it. I also always appreciate comments, ratings, and reviews. These things help me get the word out to other creatives who could benefit from this type of information. See you back on the next episode. Until then, stay curious, stay passionate, and stay strong. Thank you.